A Cornell University student will appear in court after he was arrested and charged with threatening to kill and injure Jewish students. According to court documents, the suspect posted at least one threat from the area where the university is located and also admitted to posting the threat, posting the threats in an interview with the FBI. CNN's Athena Jones is very latest on this. She also sat down with a group of Jewish high school students about this terrifying and dangerous rise in anti-Semitism. Athena, now that for, first and foremost, after the arrest at Cornell, what is what is the latest that you're hearing? Well, we know that this suspect, Patrick Dye, is expected to appear this afternoon in court. They'll discuss, you know, his representation, whether he'll be able to be released on bail or not. Uh, but this all comes as Jews, Jewish people all across America are concerned about the rise in anti-Semitism. I sat down with five Jewish teenagers and concerns about anti-Semitism are the very first thing that, that came up in that discussion. Another thing that really struck me immediately upon sitting down with them is just what a strong connection each and every one of them has to Israel. Each of them has family and friends there. They've gone multiple times to visit Israel over the course of their life. They consider this a second home. And they spoke about their concerns about how the war will impact their loved ones in Israel, how it will affect their lives here in America, and how it will affect the world. It's a situation that hits close to home. We're such a tight-knit community. This is like our family. It's this shock that's like consistent and you, you can't escape it. I started um, reaching out to people to check up and I, it was hours later and I was still checking up on people and there were still more people to reach out to and talk to and people that I was really worried about. What have the last few weeks been like being here in America, observing what's going on in, in Israel and Gaza? I think it's been this sort of balancing act of worrying about like when's the other shoe gonna drop here in America and caring for and like making sure to be a good support system for like my friends and family in Israel. Waiting for the other shoe to drop? How do you mean? I feel like right now in America we're in kind of this grace period with Israel where Israel was attacked and the general feeling towards Israel is still fairly positive and that pity is not going to be there anymore, and I think that that's when bad things are going to start happening in America to Jews. I disagree with the fact that the majority of American sentiment is one of pro-Israel or pity or sympathy. I think now that, you know, Israel has been um, bombing Gaza and there have been attempts to get the hostages back and all this, all that the military operation is going on. They say the political response to the war has been upset especially what they're seeing on social media. It's a very, I think, inherent Jewish value um, in times of grief to sit in your pain and sit in your discomfort um, in fast or in prayer and community and acknowledge what's going on. And that's our way of dealing with grief and processing. And I think to have such raw pain be turned into something political is very, very difficult to deal with. It's an impossible situation when you've been attacked by this terror group that's also governing and hiding behind its own people. I can't like watch innocent Palestinians die, but like it's like you poke a bear and Hamas poked a bear and then went and hid behind a, behind a bunch of little cubs. It's hard for me to hear free Gaza, free Palestine because that's that Hamas is hurting. Gazan citizens just as much as it's hurting Israeli citizens. Like being pro-Palestine or pro-Gaza should not mean being pro-Hamas. How do you think this ends? When you're working on the amount of precedent that there is um, with Israel, with Gaza, with the Palestinians, with Hamas, I, I don't foresee this ending in a way that will feel very final.
Israel has lost. The innocent civilians in Gaza have lost. Nobody can win a war like this. And so what does the end look like? It, it looks like loss. Where do you find the hope in a situation like this? I have no hope that this conflict will be resolved in the next century, like not at all. I think this will be an almost immutable fact of the Middle East, uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. This is where I turn to religion and prayer, God, and, you know, really the, the core of Judaism, and that's, that's helping me get through this. Francis Geller was planning to spend a gap year in Israel before going to college. That plan is now uncertain. I truly believe that perseverance is in our DNA. I do, I, we've, been on, we've been around for all this time. They try to get rid of us. They won't. And it, how can you not believe that that's who we are? It's hopefulness and fighting. and I, it's, it's undeniable. So a really powerful and important conversation with these teenagers. And another thing that struck me from this conversation is this overwhelming desire to help. Every one of them feels guilty that they can't do more from their perch here in America. One young man said that his best friend and he, they lived parallel lives until his best friend's family moved to Israel. And now his best friend is in a few months going to be joining the Israeli military. And here he is in America feeling like he can't really do much. So a lot of feelings of helplessness and, and, and guilt consuming them. I mean, just to reinforce, these are high school students. I'm just amazed at their eloquence and their ability to put voice to the complexity of the pain and what they're living through, but also knowing that this started with a terror attack coming from Hamas, but my God, John. Yeah, and also living with the fear now that they feel increasingly under threat, I will say. Yeah. Uh, Athena, terrific job. Thank you. Thanks, Athena. Thanks.